Hello everyone and welcome to Activism Through Art. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Activism Through Art. I'm your host, Alyssa Locke, and today I have the wonderful Rhiannon McGavin. She is a poet who lives here in LA and has her own book. It's titled Grocery List Poem. I hope you all enjoy. Okay, so Rhiannon, I'm saying that right, right, Rhiannon? Yeah, Rhiannon. Okay, <laughs> so um, just kind of like what was your life like growing up, you know? I grew up in Los Angeles. I have lived here my whole entire life. I've lived all over the city, uh, but I've always lived in Los Angeles. And I didn't realize how strange it was uh, to grow up in Los Angeles and very adjacent. Oh, hi, cat. I didn't know you were in here. Hello. Do you want to meet my cat? This is sure. I love cats. I don't want to be picked up. Never mind. Um, <laughs> maybe later uh, when she's less fussy. But uh, I didn't realize how weird it was to grow up so adjacent to Hollywood and media industries until I visited other places uh like lots of lots of stories uh I could, <laughs> I could say it. I'll this but like I didn't understand that um for your consideration billboards basically only exist in Los Angeles like I remember being a kid and just this is something I recently realized as an adult I just remember being a kid and driving around and seeing these giant billboards of like Mad Men, Emmy season, for your consideration, and just feeling like they were directed at me. Like it was for my consideration to decide whether or not Mad Men deserved another Emmy. So that yeah, but I grew up in Los Angeles. I uh rode my bike everywhere and took the bus and roller skated and yeah it's very sprawling too I think everybody who grows up in LA has a very warped sense of time and space because we're like oh it's eight miles away I might get there in half an hour that's great time you know it's not it's not it's miserable the city <laughs> infrastructure is anti-human but anyway <laughs> so um what is your like your main form of art like what do you your favorite kind of form that you pursue the most i pursue poetry the most and sometimes i actually come to it uh <laughs> always, always my goal uh i yeah write three for the most part uh it's my main it's my main genre it's uh <laughs> how i spend most of my days and what i think about all the time I do other forms of writing. Poetry has always been my main thing. And I I love when, I can always tell when a writer has started in poetry and written poetry for a long time before moving into other genres. Uh, some of my favorite novelists like Ocean Wong or Sula Kayla Gwynn started in poetry first. And I, I, I can tell, you know, you, you look at their pages <laughs> And it's just, it's so lucid and so clean because 
they're used to working with 40 words on a page, right? And every word has to be perfect. The phrasing has to be perfect. And then when you actually open it up and you're putting full paragraphs on the page, the muscles are a lot stronger. So I, I work mostly in poetry. Uh, I, I also paint, but that's, that's just for me. <laughs> so how did you, you know, like get into poetry? I was always writing stuff as a kid. I would make little picture books and I would be very proud of them. And then <laughs> in, oh my gosh, fifth or sixth grade, I had a huge, huge crush on this boy in my, <laughs> uh, Shakespeare class. And I knew that the only way, uh, to get him to fall in love with me was if I wrote really good poems and then never showed them to anybody. <laughs> so that didn't work, but I kept writing. And here I am still writing <laughs> just, just in case it works out. <laughs> just in case you somehow see him again. <laughs> yeah. Why, why not? <laughs> You had a Shakespeare class, like at your elementary school. That was a thing. I um, I was in a, I was in a theater group in my neighborhood, uh, and it was really sweet. And oh, so so much of the foundation of my writing really comes from that class because it was run by hippie moms in my neighborhood. <laughs> and usually, the first time that people interact with Shakespeare is in a really boring. English class where it's all really dull and dry but you're being told that it's important because it's the canon and it's really old right and my first experience with Shakespeare was playing dress up and running around on stage and screaming and learning how to fence and I'm so thankful for that because it meant that Shakespeare and literature at large everything it represents wasn't some dead face on a shelf right it, it was just what we did on wednesday afternoons it made it so much more accessible and approachable yeah i think that definitely is a problem with certain english classes like when i remember the first time i was actually introduced to like a play it's kind of boring because we were in class and you know but you know once i got into theater and i would see it it really like it was it became a lot more than what it started out as yeah so, what was the first play you read oh yeah death of a salesman that's the one we, yeah death of a salesman oh yeah. very fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah it, I mean, it was all right play. it was i just didn't appreciate it yet <laughs> so now kind of switching topics a little bit um how did you get into like activism yeah my my family has always been quite involved locally uh we my family's been in los angeles since the 40s and i was just raised with a great sense of civic pride and <laughs> involvement uh i oh my gosh i was just uh I was just talking with a friend from middle school about, oh my goodness, a protest that we staged in like the seventh grade at our neighborhood McDonald's against GMOs. Ridiculous, just ridiculous. Uh, I've just, I've always been too loud with too much time on my hands. Um, 
but yeah, my my mom uh, has always been very involved in in our neighborhood and just really, I I don't know like another another way of existing, um, <laughs> than being too nosy and shouting at our city council members. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shouting at your local McDonald's workers. <laughs> absolutely, abs- no. Oh my goodness, I was like on a table with my ukulele. Ridiculous. <laughs> just shouting at them (laughs) um yeah I think that's kind of how I think I got into it too with my parents just kind of bringing me up to that and wanting me to be aware because you know a lot of problems in the world right now so we gotta try to fix (laughs) so yeah so what social problems do you think that you like focus on because I, you know, there are, again, there are so many. Yeah, right now I am very focused on you, 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 you this is very relevant to you. I'm probably going to send you a bunch of links after the interview is done, uh, because we're doing a big push for it right now, but, <coughs> wait, um, did you know that universal health care is up for vote in the California State Assembly this month? I did not know that. Yeah, it's wild. Like, very few people know about this, but uh, a bill is hopefully being brought to the floor um, this month for our state assembly members uh, in the Congress to vote on. And if that passes, it will go on to the Senate. If it passes there, then it will go on to Gavin Newsom's desk, and if he knows what's good for him, he will sign it, and then we will have <laughs> universal health care uh, in California within the next two years. So I've been working with uh, the California Nurses Union. Um, I'm not a nurse. <clears throat> Should not take medical advice from me. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a feckless writer, but I, I'm a district leader in my neighborhood. Uh, to do constituent outreach and meet with our assembly member and, and help get it passed. And I'm really excited about it. It's, it's given me such hope. It's, it's really the only thing I'm hopeful about uh, politically right now. And we have a big, actually, oh my gosh, you, you uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you information on this because you'll probably be able to do it. But this Saturday, we have uh, car caravans happening all over the state where people drive and cause traffic in front of the assembly buildings. And we all have posters on our car and we're making lots of noise. And it's very safe, right? Everything's socially distanced um, because it's it's nurses organizing it and they want to keep everybody healthy. <laughs> but... It's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't drive, so I'm making my friends take me. Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. Even more people there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, healthcare. Yeah. Healthcare justice. That sounds, like, amazing. And I, I would be happy to take those links. And I will definitely talk to my parents about it, because I can't drive yet. But I'm sure that they will happily support me if it's something that I really want to do. And I do. That sounds awesome. Like awesome. <laughs> um, <Hey>. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so back to like the poetry. Why did you choose poetry? Because again, you know, so many art forms out there to be creative and expressive. Why poetry? 
I love it. I just loved writing it so much as a kid. And now as a, a grown up, I can give a proper answer for it and I can try to intellectualize it but it's it's really easy to write as a kid like you you just need a pen and a paper uh and a and a hard surface <laughs> to write on and it's short also it's very portable you can take it with you anywhere and now i always recommend that people who are trying to write practice poetry and study poetry and anyone who has any kind of artistic inclination should study poetry because it's the oldest art form uh spoken poetry in particular we, you know we were we were reciting poems to each other in in little villages uh long before any kind of written language existed right and it's it's the oldest thing it's the oldest uh human creation uh, and it feels like the seed of every other art form. So that's why, that's why I love poetry now, but I started writing it because it was fun and easy. <laughs> it is pretty easy. I think I have multiple books hidden in my room of just me writing poem on the cover and then just jotting down that. whatever I felt. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah, and I, um, I reached out to you because I had saw your po your spoken word with um, uh, the Somewhere in America and that one, mm -hmm. like I just loved it. I, I watched it constantly and it was like, you know, like all of those things is how, you know, you would really feel in school and especially because, you know, I am in high school and there are yeah. something definitely like that, that was definitely what made me reach out because I just loved it. <laughs> so I know that you mentioned that you do some other writing and when you were, you know, you did your McDonald's protest, you had a ukulele, you know, do you still like keep with those other forms of art or do you just really focus mainly on poetry? Yes, focus mainly on poetry. I do not play the ukulele anymore, sadly, sadly, but I do some painting the painting is mostly for myself, and I think that's very important for for anybody who's making art in public to have a hobby, a habit that's that's just for themselves, right? Keeps keeps you keeps you sharp, keeps you soft. Uh, <laughs> and I I also take photos. I, I have my little film cameras behind me, and I love making videos. I love making videos out of my poems. It feels like the correct endpoint. <coughs> I um. It feels like the correct endpoint for a lot of my poems is of a video. It, it doesn't feel like some of them are finished until they have moving images behind them. Yeah, until you record it, and <laughs> it's got I you know visual helps sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, hey, if you ever need a person for one, I gotcha. Just let me know. I will happily <laughs> help you. <laughs> so, <Thank> you. <laughs> you, what do you you know? What do you think inspires you with your poems? You know, what inspires me for my poetry changes from project to project. 
for my last book grocery list poems I was was very inspired by movies and drawing and painting and all these different forms of art and sunshine and I was thinking so much about growing up in Los Angeles uh, versus being an adult in Los Angeles and the different ways that I moved through the city and I was inspired by dreams and psychoanalysis and all of all of this uh, kind of fun floaty stuff and for the book that I'm working on now that I'll be working on for the next few years it's uh, a lot scarier uh, because it's about technology and the history of our relationship uh, to technology so I have a lot more difficult research uh, to do I have some <laughs> I have so many books to read this year uh, but the the through line for me is people i i just i just want to find people and see how disparate ideas connect to each other yeah i mean yeah it sounds pretty cool and you know i can't wait to read your next book that you'll come out with in a few years since you're done with all your researching yeah. and stuff <laughs> So for my last kind of like main question, like on the list, I guess you could say is, you know, what advice would you give to any young person who's trying to become an activist or trying to get involved? I have kind of opposite advice uh, for, for this. So uh, if you want to become an artist, your most important audience is yourself. I am the first person who reads all of my poems and they don't go out into the world unless I love them, unless it's the kind of poetry that I want to read, and unless I'm excited by it. So you, the, the number one person that you have to please in your art is yourself, because that's also the only thing that you can really count on at the end of the day. And if you're making work with too many other ideas and opinions and other people in mind you you end up losing yourself for young people who want to become involved in activism uh you have to do the exact opposite thing the number <laughs> one thing that you have to care about is other people it's it's not about you it's not about being at the front of the protest or being the one who makes the good speech or being the one on the magazine cover and get it. It's so, it's so ridiculous um, to just, just getting prizes for activism. Like it's, it's wholly about their people and the collective and what it means to be part of a crowd and to put others, not before yourself, but along with yourself, right? So organize locally, organize at your level, every little bit counts every everything helps and what what matters is is other people and there's there's also there's so okay for both of these for both of these uh if you want to become an artist or get involved in activism or looking to the past is really important reading old books and listening to the words of people who who worked on these problems, these forms before us is extremely important. Yeah, I 
<laughs> I definitely think so. And I, I could understand, you know, how if you want to be an artist, but you know, like those and, and activism advice, they kind of contradict each other because, you know, just does. <laughs> so you mentioned your newer book that you're gonna, but that, that you know, it's gonna take a while, you gotta do your research and stuff. But other than that, I mean, do you have any other new projects that you're gonna be working on soon, maybe with other people? Yeah, I'm hoping to make some short films of uh, <laughs> my poems uh, this year. I have some filmmaker friends who are back in town finishing up their own projects, and I'm very excited uh, to hang out with them more and drag them into poetry world. Um, <laughs> I'm also working on some posters so I, I I oh goodness I was just talking about how I keep painting for myself my watercolors are mine and no one else gets to see them but I am illustrating some of my poems from my book that came out last year grocery list poems uh and those posters will be sold uh to help uh the the proceeds will go towards um this really wonderful organization called Alexandria House. Uh, it's a it's a women and children's transitional housing shelter in Los Angeles. Um, I lots of painting, lots of photography, and lots of filming this year. Lots of writing at some point. <laughs> that sounds super exciting. I'm very happy for you. That sounds like a very exciting things to do. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very grateful. <laughs> so you know thank you so much for talking with me for taking time <laughs> absolutely thank you so much for reaching out these were wonderful questions and i wish you the best of luck with your project yeah, thank you that was the wonderful rhiannon mcgavin thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow rhiannon on instagram her username is at rhiannon mcgavin r h i a-N-N-O-N-M-C-G-A-B-I-N. And don't forget to check out her book, Grocery List Poems. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in and listened. And don't forget to stay involved and stay active.